Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Honored and excited today to have a super good friend of mine, a fellow tattooed industry professional, JJ Mazzo. Say hi, JJ. What's up, everybody? How's it going, Marjorie? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So JJ's in California. I'm in Virginia. We have known each other for, gosh, I don't know how many years now. We met in a coaching program. We both learned a lot from, he is a producing EVP. You can Google it. It's a nice title, but he's like, just call me EVP, but just, and he is with Cross Country Mortgage. So I am just excited. You are someone that I've just always enjoyed spending time with. I think you are not only super smart, you're a great person, you're a grinder. There's just so much about you that is a joy to be around. And so I think today it's going to be super helpful. This is lenders and realtors listening as well as all kinds of other people. But I think now it's it's been a tougher time, we can say it generally, right? It's not been as easy. I think a lot of people are tired, burned out, frustrated, like the rates are higher. It is what it is, right? So I think that the people that are just waiting for a quick shift, not happening. So in a tougher market, I think it's really important who you listen to, who you choose to tune into, what actions you take, right? And and really what your attitude is. And you've always had just a let's go attitude. And I love that about you. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I, listen, this is, this is crazy because we hadn't seen each other in a couple of <laughs> years. And then we recently spoke and I'm super excited. I'm super proud of you. This podcast is amazing and there's no better person to do it than you. That's for sure. I mean, awesome. you know how to speak our lender language really, really well. And you've always poured into the lending side of things. And I think one of the best realtors on the planet and best teachers on the planet. So this is, this is awesome. And I can't wait to see what you got for me and see what we can maybe both learn out of doing this. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're the best. So I, I really, let's, we're talking to these so anyone listening right now, I want to talk about how do you stay positive and motivated, right? Like it's, you're in the same, you and I are in the same market. What are things that you think keep you positive, moving forward and motivated that people need to hear? Um, so I've been working a lot on this because I have a large sales force, and this is probably the number one most important thing that we're working on because it's, it's really going to be the battle between the years right now that wins this. And it's the only thing that we can semi-control. So for me, the, the biggest thing is having an insane dialed-in morning routine, and it has really, really, really helped me. So I've doubled down on exercise and health because that that's really the key to everything. I've reduced drinking and those type of things because it's just I need to be mentally clear. And it doesn't mean I don't have fun on the weekends. Trust me, I'm an unemployed hippie on the damn weekends. But like... <laughs> During the work week, I'm trying to be in as, as clear-headed and dialed as possible, and I stay away from the news. I just don't watch the news. I will watch very specific industry financial things that are, are tied in because I need to be in the know for those, and then I'm out. So not a lot of social media, even though I'm on social media and stuff. You'll see, you know, I do my videos and the posts and all that stuff, but that's facilitated by by other folks, because I just can't be in front of it negativity like that. And there's so much negativity out there. So as far as like morning routines, making sure I'm working out, I'm journaling, meditating, I'm praying, I'm putting good stuff in my brain. So instead of watching TV, I'm reading either books that are for, you know, improvement of myself or books that are fun, but just really making sure that I'm just staying in that fun zone and staying in that growth zone. because 
everything else out there is just so it's so easy to get into that negativity. So I just stay stay as far away from it as possible. And then it's also who you surround yourself with. The people that I'm talking to on a consistent basis are those people that we're in the same alignment. We're doing those same things. We all understand that it's more difficult than it usually is, but that isn't a reason. So and then removing people that are those negative biases in our life. Like, you know, and it doesn't mean like Listen, I can't get rid of a family member forever. They're going to always show up for Thanksgiving, you know, but it doesn't mean that I need to talk to them all the time or seek them on counsel in a particular situation that I know is going to just be a negative bias. Agreed. Energy vampires, right? Those people, yeah. if you think about the people in the office that nothing is good, nothing is going to go well, it's exhausting and it just sucks all the life and energy out of you. So, so things that you listen to are there podcasts you think, okay, this one, of course, but are there podcasts that you think, yes. Or things that you listen to that you think are great messages that everyone should be listening to? You know, I think it's whatever whatever their heart says. You know, I like to listen to, I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in Christ. So I'm going to listen to a lot of my religious and daily devotionals and things like that every morning with a great message. I love listening to Ed Milet. Really just, I learned so much from so many different uh, people out there. So I'm always looking for it and listening. And so many of the people that I hang out with are sharing those things. So I kind of just let life take over and the universe take over and someone will send me a random thing and I click and I listen to it. So if if it's if it's not in alignment with my values and, and what I want to do, then I won't listen to it. But yeah, I, I think whatever it is that as long as it's good and it's positive and it's growth minded, then cool. If it's not those things, then I just stay away from it. I agree. I mean, I think it's like mutual friends of ours. Hunters does his Sunday thoughts. I read them every Sunday, man. That is always something. Not only you feel connected to him, but you learn something from. So it's just really tune in and pay attention to those messages that you can learn from and you feel better after being with that person or that, or listening to that or reading it. I think all of those things, I agree with you. I, I think that's the biggest, one of the things my shifts have been as well is no news, you know, obviously I think it is important to have some, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. I need to know a little bit about it, but I don't need to have it on all day long cycling through. That is just nothing is going to make you feel better. Nothing is, can't do something about it directly. So I think that's important. I think people that are too attuned to all the negative, right? If the focus, right? Where your head, where your head is, is kind of occupies your mind space. So I think the people that are super negative, it is the focus of every, every, you know, rates are high and da da da, and lowest mortgage in ninety hundred million years or whatever, right? And it's like that's nice. Now let's deal with our reality. So speaking yeah. of like your reality, let's talk about basics. What are some basics? You have your morning routine. That's clearly a basic that you would never give up. But what are some business basics that you think? Because I think people, things change. The market gets hard. It's like shiny penny. You know, I can buy this lead source. I can go do, you know, I can change all of this up because some miracle is going to make things happen. But what's a basic, a couple basics in your business that you just would never not do? Uh, I think it's important that we, we make points of contact every day in the pillars of our business. So for pillars for me would be, loan officers, consumers, realtors, just to keep it simple. So those three pillars. And then I can break down the consumers themselves to past clients or current clients. And because and, I'm going to have different messages, people shopping for a house and looking for one versus ones that were. So really, you could break it down to four pillars. And I think it's just making, making sure every day that you're doing something to contact, to stay in front of and move all of those pillars. So whether or not it's a text message, a phone call, email, 
video, but each day that you're doing something to touch and move a certain amount of those people. So maybe it's 20 text messages in a day, 20 phone calls a day, 20 emails. For each of us, obviously our time and what we can put into it. But I see so many people just being paralyzed and doing nothing and then that just doesn't work. So right now it needs to be doubled down. The, the basics need to be doubled down. So if you're used to calling 50 people on one day, then right now we're finding having to call 150 to 200 people to get the same results. And is that fun? I don't know if it's fun or not. It just is what needs to happen. I think so many people are just, they had a hard time just making 50, more or less 150. So it's like, man, it's really easy to go in that other direction. For some of us, it's just a matter of it's a number and you figure out what that number is to generate the results that can get as close to the results that you want them to. It's action, right? I think that's the biggest thing and and it's connection. So I think that connection is what a lot of people are missing. Because I think if you think about the stress, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm stressed or I'm worried and it's, you know, it's a tough market. It's like, don't you think other people? So really, if I just picked up the phone and said, hey, JJ, it's Marjorie, I'm just checking in. How are you? How are things going? Can I help you with anything? Is there anything I you want to talk about? I just think that we have missed the connection part is what so many people need. And so many people just want to talk or they have an issue you can help with or just they can vent or whatever. And I'm not saying I just want to hear venting all day long, but there are there are people, I just think if you're listening out there, it's like, if you're not making any phone calls and you're checking in on people, like lenders, are you calling your realtors right now? Because JJ, you said you just did a lunch and learn. What is the, what is the basically mindset or attitude of most realtors right now? I think the, the mindset is waiting for a magic bullet or waking, waiting for the market to come back. And the reality is we were taught, we were teaching the fourth quarter push is you've got about three months to create some momentum. And let's say January 1st, you're going to have one of two people. You're going to have someone who's really desperate to feed their family, or you're going to have someone that's really good with plenty of money to last as long as they need to. Either one of those are going to be super dangerous people competing as we go into next year. And if you're waiting for the market to turn, that's that's just kind of silly. If you're going to wait for the market to turn, you want to, might as well wait and plant seeds the entire team to, time to as many people as you possibly can, creating that action. So one tactic that we're doing right now is my team and I are reaching out to 100 past clients. We're going to our reviews, going and grabbing, you know, Zilla reviews, Google reviews, Yahoo, Yelp, whatever, and grabbing the reviews. And they already say something really, really nice about us. So we're reaching out to them. We're calling them. We're, we're checking in to see how they're doing, how their house is, and then going over what their value is now and what it was when, when they bought it and congratulate them for all the money they made and who should we be talking to that's currently renting that we need to convince now is a really great time to buy. So just intention and that that's happening every week. And then calling our realtor partners and making sure that we're bringing them something of value, like, hey, here's some a, a product or a piece of information or some news or some motivation to get people to move. And then we're going to provide that to them. And we're going to call 100 of them every single week minimum. So it's just things that are going to move the needle and, be, and bring value to our partners. And I think, look, we're all looking for positive, right? So, so are your clients, so are your realtors, so are your lenders, so are your business partners, so are your VIPs. You want to be around someone right now that's motivated to succeed and help you succeed, help you with whatever it is. Look and say, yeah, this is this is what it is, but here's here's what we can do about it. And I think that's the biggest thing. We got to seek out those people that need us. And look, people are going to move. People move in every market. People have to buy in every market. People have to sell in every market. People need loans in every market. It just, I don't care what the rates are. This, this is what the rates are when I started, right? And so- Yes, it was lovely when it was 3%, but they she gone. That's gone. Like that's not here, right? So so we got to not live in that, 
you know, it's sort of like, well, gosh, when I was 30, I, you know, my back didn't, <laughs> it's like those times are gone. Like now it's time to work, right. And, and deal with where we are now. So I agree. I think realtors, the basics are still like, we are ending the year. It is time to think forward, but also how did this year go? Where did your leads come from? What do you need to work on? What are your goals for next year? Right. What do you need to learn? What skill set do you need to work on? I'm still hearing people say, oh, my systems aren't that tight. Gosh. You know, if you're not that busy, work on one, that, you know. We have them do today was list 10 should haves this year and 10, and 10 shouldn't haves for this yeah. year. I think if you just list 10 should haves and shouldn't haves, those are things that you can immediately take action on. And one of the things that I had recently heard, and I think it was Ed Milet or was Tim Grover that said to us was the only, the best way to rid the anxiety of your of the lack of results is massive action. Yeah. See, the issue is people get anxiety about their lack of results because they, they're not doing the action that they know that they need. So your brain knows that you're not really doing anything, which of course should create massive anxiety because it's a 90-day delay. You're not doing it today. You haven't done it 90 days ago. Then it's only going to get worse, not get better. And we know this, even though we won't say it to ourselves. So I think the action gets rid of that. You're like, hey, no matter what, I woke up, I went to the gym every single day, I step on the scale, and maybe today it doesn't give me the weight that I want, but I know if I just go to the gym every single day, that scale is going to sooner or later tell me what I want. And, and I think that's really important in today's market. I agree. I mean, I think, so have you made any with the shift, we're going to call it, have you pivoted anything? Is there anything that you're like, we're really working on this because we see this change. We're really, this is some some education I'm getting or skill sets I'm working on. Have you pivoted anything? So we talked about the basics where we wouldn't change. What about things that you really feel like you've worked on in this shifted market? So two things that I've worked on in this market. Number one is getting my realtors to stop chasing one person when they can chase one person that can give them 20 people. That's just been something that drives me nuts. And, and I, you know, they see all those lenders, they see the title escrow people all bug the crap out of them, you know, and I have them raise their hand. Hey, do they bug you? Yes. And I explain to them that they make, you know, a half a million dollars a year bugging you because they know where their clients are. So why aren't you guys doing the same thing? So being really intentional about doing a better job teaching my partners how to go after divorce attorneys, CPAs, tax preparers, hairdressers, tattoo artists. I mean, there are so many people that are really good. Like, let's be honest, tattoo artists, hairdressers know everyone who's cheating, getting divorced, having a baby, having somebody else's baby, dying, <laughs> kids going to college, all true. But, yeah. And all the ladies have such great relationships with them. Why wouldn't you want to capitalize that? So being intentional about teaching them how to fish more and where to fish in a pond. So that's going to be more fruitful. And then the other thing is just recruiting right now. So it's, I want to say I've been prepared slightly compared to last time for the shoe to drop. And right now you can get some really great talent. So if I can recruit a loan officer who's normally a hundred million dollar producer and he's doing $50 million right now, and I have to provide a compensation package to, to bring him over to Bridges Gap for two or three months, I can do inherently for less in this market than I can when he's doing $100 million in a, boom in, in a booming market. So, And there's a lot of people right now, loan officers that are looking for guidance, looking for coaching, looking for tactics, looking for leadership, because unfortunately, a lot of their leadership have gone negative, have crawled in and stopped working and doing the things that they need to do and aren't leading from the front. So really those two things, helping my realtors 
find a, find a lead that's going to give them more leads and then helping loan officers grow their book of business and recruiting at a super high level right now. Yeah, because if you think about it, Realtors, it's like, okay, so people are saying, okay, look, your past clients aren't going to move as often. Absolutely. If you got a 3% interest rate, probably going to sit a little longer, especially if you paid however much over asking price to buy your house, you're going to camp a little longer, but who's moving, right? And it's situational. Hence, you're, when you're talking about divorce attorneys and, and people that have books of business and clients that we need who need to move, right? Yeah. The accountants and the financial planners and all of this and, and forming these connections and providing value, right? And giving them value of how you can take the best care of their clients in their time of need is a big one, but it's really paying attention to really, it's just who is moving. Are people moving into your area? Are people moving out of your area? Are there companies that are leaving or growing, right? And what is happening? Because those are needs, right? And those are important things, getting involved with things in the community, just getting out of your own self, right? And really paying attention and giving back to the community. Because look, we all like, you know, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I keep saying, like, I love when I come home and wow, I'm tired today. My husband's like, seriously, right? Like, you know, I don't have to go two miles down into a mine. I don't have to, you know, travel across the country with a heart and a cooler and, you know, save someone's life. You know, what we do is absolutely important, but we've got to remember how fortunate we are. Right. And I think that if you can get out there and give back to your community financially and with your time and really pay attention and really live in gratitude and gosh, how lucky we are. You know, we are so lucky. We've been lucky. And so I think that is important too in paying attention to just opening your eyes to things around you. I mean, I think when we get all in our heads and negative and the world is bad and the market sucks, it's like we're just so, we're not really, really realizing just how fortunate we are. Well, the sooner you can adapt to the market that is, the sooner you can figure out how to make money in that market. And that's the reality. The longer that you want to ignore, pretend, or defend and deflect, the market being this, that, or the other, and identify it, good or bad, then you're going to find yourself in a, in a world of hurt either way. You know, I think the other things, just to kind of piggyback on things we're talking about and pivoting on is return on investment. We're making sure we're having massive conversations about return on investment because the rate itself does not, it'll it'll reduce the, the ROI on a real estate purchase, but it doesn't get rid of it and it doesn't put it in a place where you're over it. I mean, when rates were at 3%, people, investors still borrow hard money at seven, 8% so that they can turn a profit and get that appreciation. So right now is probably one of the best times to buy real estate in a super, in a, in a large way. And I just think people don't know. So it's really just educating the consumer about why. And it's because the wealthy people buy when no one's buying and they sell when no one's selling. And so right now, people aren't buying. I mean, even though we have a supply and demand issue, but people aren't buying because they have issues with rates and, oh, my gosh, what's this going to do? Anytime I hear those type of things is when I go all in, you know, try and pick up as many properties as I can. But it's our job to educate that consumer at a, at a large level as well. Agreed. Agreed. So we have to be clear on what's going on in the market. So. What advice are you giving to lenders right now, right? So the lenders are also, right, many tired and, you know, a little burnt out and stressed out and a lot of them leaving, a lot of realtors as well. What advice, you know, would you give when you're talking to lenders, you're coaching your fellow, you know, LOs, what advice are you giving them right now? Like tactically, what do they need to be doing? But also like, you know, Let's go, you know, let's get it done. But what advice can you share with everyone who's listening, who's a lender? So all the same things kind of we spoke about earlier, the mindset, making sure that I have them all on a really good morning routine. 
making sure that they're doing the fourth quarter push. So doubling down on activities and just really holding them accountable as much as possible to do those things and not getting tired. And I tell them there's no, there's no time to get tired. I mean, there just isn't at the end of the day, you know, if you can afford to be tired, then just move out of the way, right? If you're like, hey, I have plenty of money. I'm just going to wait this thing out. Cool. Then just get out of the way. And that's that's fine. Market share is what that is. But this is the time I explain to people when you lap people. Why everybody wants to go into this fourth quarter and say, oh, pumpkin spice lattes, peppermint mocha. Oh, my gosh, let's carve a pumpkin. Well, my ass is focused on getting as much market share as I can. And don't get me wrong, man. Once Santa Claus ass comes down that chimney, I'm going to relax for a good week. But outside that, I am running towards the light as much as I can and grabbing as much market share as I possibly can. And I'm not focused on the results now. If I plant enough seeds, I water those seeds, I dig enough holes, and I dig that hole no matter how big my shovel, as long as I dig it, I know there is going to be a hole there. I know it's going to produce fruit. And the people that don't feel or believe that, it's great because this is where on the other side of this, where those of us just end up doing way better than some of the others. And and I, I want to bring every LO that I have with me, but I can't do the work for them. I've got, you know, I'm exhausted too. I've been in two cities every single week, the entire month, and I'm still making all my calls and I'm still meeting with realtors and I'm, you know, I get it. It's exhausting. But like you said, this isn't really hard work. Like I remember it was in the summertime. I'm in North Carolina and they're digging my pool and it's like 105 degrees. It's super humid and I'm watching this. And I just think, and I said this to my wife, I was like, babe, I sure hope those guys don't figure out how to do what I do because then I'm screwed because these are people that know how to work at a really high level. And you know, one of the things that I had heard is that half of the, the, most of the business is being done by realtors less than two years right now. And it's because I truly believe this because they don't know any better. And when I think about when I got in the market and it was super tough, there's always tough markets. I didn't know any better. I just worked through it. Oh, you got to call a billion people and meet with a ton of people and go stand out and assign in a freeway naked and say, get a loan. Okay. Like you just don't know. So you just do it. And so I think there's some, you know, for some of us old timers, you get into it. It's like, I got to stay away from that because no one wants to more than me to go sit on a beach and relax and wait for it to be over. And someone just tell me get in the game, you know, it's just, but that's just not reality. So yeah, yeah. I still think I will say you can probably still carve a pumpkin. Do you think you could probably still carve a pumpkin and keep working? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. I do think it is like it got easier and look, we still work. Don't get me wrong, but we have to say during the COVID period, I mean, for us, it was all, it was, shockingly easier, right? Just rates worked with us and, you know, just, it just seemed like it was a perfect storm. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying the illness of COVID. I'm talking about the market during COVID. COVID itself, horrible, awful. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying as using it as a time period. Um, yeah. But I, I think, I think people use it as a time period going forward. Yeah. Right? And I think that But I do agree. I do think that if we, and this is what I will say to the realtors, and we're going to talk about your advice to them too. So it's October, right? It is pumpkin spice. I really don't like anything pumpkin, but it makes me laugh. Like that's, that's the thing right now. It is when I think people go years over, right? Like, you know, years over, I gotta, I'm telling everyone to wait till next year, huge mistake. Right. And I just think it's sort of like they're checking out and they're saying, okay, I'll, I'll reappear. Like I'm a bear maybe. And I reappear, I'm going to go hibernate till February. It's like, no, this is the time to be, like you said, it's work time. It is go time. It is also 
you know, look at this year and plan next year and work on our goals. And you're right, the should haves and should haves, and I need to do this and I mean it. Like, this is my commitment. And so I, I do think it's always surprising to me to, to see so many people just kind of think the year's done. Yeah, it's a shame because November, and this is for most people, November and December, I usually see anywhere from 50 to 100 of my closest friends and family. So if that's me, I'm guessing that most people are going to be seeing at least 50 of their closest friends and family during that period of time. So if we're all seeing those people and we all know they're going to be sitting down talking about real estate rates, the market, everything else, they can either get their information from Uncle Bob, who maybe owns a rental property and they consider a real estate expert, or they can get it from you because you're top of mind because you've done such a great job staying in front of all these people. And for me, I want to know my hundreds of clients, my hundreds of realtor partners. I just want to make sure that they're all having those conversations with those 50 people and that I'm inserted into that conversation so that when they do decide to make a move, if it is next year, that they give me a call at that time. So, you know, I think of people like, oh, we'll just wait till next year. Well, no, next year, everyone shows up to the gym and you want to, you just think you're going to show up to the gym and get a machine. No, everyone's there. I'm going to the gym for the next two months. No one's on any machines. Everyone's stuffing their faces. You know, it's just a different atmosphere. And, and the reality is now is, all right, people want to wait. It's like, okay, you'll find there's massive cash investors that are out there buying right now because we will gladly sell it to you next year for a premium. <laughs> so yeah. I, fine with me. I mean, I mean, they're going to be on the investor side and I'm going to make 20% off of you because the market adjusts and people buy, or you can buy now and, and, and try and get that property along with the rest of us. Because you know, the during the COVID years, it was crazy and we didn't have to hunt because rates dropped from four and a half to, let's say, three. Some people got lower than three. OK, what the hell do people think is going to happen when they go from eight to five? Yeah. yeah. And I will tell you, and, and I'm sure you know, like we've lived through that. It's madness. It could be one of the best runs ever. The longer this lasts with these higher rates the more likely. So think of it as a pendulum. All right. And my boss, he, he runs the largest retail mortgage company in the nation. And he explains a pendulum, right? You pull it back and the higher you pull it, when you let it go, it goes equally in the opposite and other direction. So that stuff just gets me excited and brings, it gives me hope and it makes me just want to work that much harder. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think, I think it's also, so let's talk about, so as the year ends, what business plan, what is like business planning that you say, all right, lenders and realtors. Now I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying years over, but it is time to really start, you know, not only working real hard to end the year, but really start planning next year. What business planning do you think everyone, elements of business planning are important for lenders and realtors to do? I think in the future, everyone should have this done by November 1st so that you can have action. You know, I would argue you should have it done by October 1st, honestly, because then you can have momentum for a quarter and, and be able to really be ahead of everyone first of the year. But if you're just starting it now, I think the big thing is all we do is we focus on the problem and the payoff, meaning here's the problem. This is where it is and we don't like it. And here's where the payoff is. And they forget the, the the planning and the progress that's in between. So I think it's important that people have their business plan. They don't need to keep it too complicated. Like understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And then you need to make sure that you have action steps. And that's what goes in the planning aspect of it. So the action steps for each one, meaning we need to do these, these exact things to solve this problem. And then the progress, which is going to be the accountability and the timeline that it needs to be done. 
so that you can ultimately get the payoff. Like you, you never skip from one to the other. And one of the cool things that I just heard was like from Tim Grover, who was Kobe Bryant's and Michael Jordan's guy, he had talked about how everyone wants to go from average to great. And he said, the difference is you can't ever get from average to great until you've mastered average. And then you've got to master good before you'll ever get to great. And I think the biggest key, and we talk about business planning, is truly coming up with action steps for specific problems and accountability and timelines. So if they just do that and they just go, here's my problem, here's the action steps, here's the accountability and timeline behind it, it'll it'll all fall into place with their 10 should-haves or 10 shouldn't-haves. Yeah, and I think accountability is a big part, right? I think that's the thing right now is having accountability partners coaching, whether it's your coach, whether it's account, whoever it is that that's going to help you get there. Because I think that while you can be self, I'm very self-motivated. So are you, I mean, no one needs to say JJ get up. Right. But I think having that, those mentors and accountability partners, I think it's now is more, it's more important than ever. Yeah. I think everyone needs to like, one of the things I recently did was with, with my team was I had them close their eyes and imagine the worst day they've ever had in their life and really marinate on it. And they all do it. And, and as you're doing it, what'll happen is, is you go between two, three, four days. Cause no one had like, people have multiple bad days and you go really to narrow it down the worst day of your life. And I tell them, well then open your eyes. And then I remind them like, you survived, you're here, you did it. Like that was literally the single worst day of your entire life and you got this far. And it just lightens the load and you're like, man, this is good. And and Tim had us do this and, and, and give yourself a damn applause because you've already been through way worse. So many other things, whether it's losing someone or breakup of a relationship or truly being broke. Like I think of all the things that I've, I've already had to overcome and it just makes this lighter. So I would say to anyone out there who's just feeling really heavy right now, really think and visualize that and then just realize like, man, you are way tougher than you give yourself credit for and that'll help you through the other side yeah and it's never too late i think it's always again the should have and everything it's like okay commit right so we get anyone that's listening it's like oh yeah i know i need to do this okay well what are you waiting for like start tomorrow you don't you know a lot of people like i gotta wait till january 1st like you know i gotta join the gym january 1 no you can join the gym october 25th you know what i mean like you can make the commitment to make the change you can pick up the phone tomorrow you can do your business plan tomorrow right this thing is like people are saying they're gonna wait until it's more painful oh yeah oh let's wait till even heavier than I am now. Let's wait till I'm a little broker than I am now. Let's wait till I lose more market share than I already have now. I mean, that's really what we tell ourselves when we wait. And I know, because it was like, man, I stepped on that scale. I was like, begun, like you were a big boy until I decided to lose weight. And when I was broke, I was like, you really don't have any money. Maybe you should go try something. So we all do it. It's just how long, how much pain can you take and I think right now, if they're listening to this podcast, thanks to you, it's like, man, maybe you just take a little less pain and just go do it so it hurts a little less. Yeah. I mean, really just small steps, right? I yeah. think it's, you know, what small step can you make today? What can you do tomorrow? What can you do tomorrow? And then again, I just think that's the biggest thing. We, you've kind of gotten used to inaction, right? Or, you know, I, it's just, I'm waiting for something, you know, no, you're not going to get someone to knock on your door and be like, did I mean? That's what you're in it for. It's today, right? I think it's this self-motivation. 
And again, start with starting your morning. So as we wrap this up, it's like, okay, if you don't have a strong morning routine, get one. If you don't have a time that you show up at the office, well, it's go to the office, right? But if you don't have a time, then you have a start time and then maybe an end time. And then I've got to accomplish these three things today. These are my top three rocks and I've got to get them done. And they have to involve lead generation, prospecting, right? Getting business. And, you know, I need to start. I don't have a great mentor. I got to find one. I've got, I'm not listening to really things that are positive. Look for them. You will find them. I mean, it's just, it's there. Find someone like a JJ, right? Really? I mean, get some tattoos like we have. Isn't that a secret? More tattoos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish so. You, you sooner or later you run out of various tattoos. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think that really, like, it's time. I mean, I think, you know, gosh, if you're tired of being tired and you're tired of being sad and scared and you know, just do it. It's time. Like, gosh, yeah, stop it. Yes. <laughs> just stop it. Yeah. Like, and I, I listen with all of these tactics and all these great things that you're, you're explaining to people. I think people should know here for, from now until the beginning of the year, don't complain. Don't say another complaint going forward because it's all 100% you. So that's the reality. I mean, these are, this is so awesome that you do this. And I think inspiring and helping people to work that there's no excuse anything from here is it is in the market it isn't the uh, clients it isn't the interest rates it's just you and as soon as you make that decision to do an action maybe it's one more phone call one more appointment or maybe it's just having one or doing something it is you at the end of the day there's not much you can control about the rest of the stuff but your actions you can yes JJ, thank you so much for joining me. I can't, I get to see you soon, which makes me super excited. We're both going to a conference because guess what? Positive learning, action, people that know more than us that we need to learn from. So I'm super excited. Thank you. I know how you guys, you have so much going on. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and oh, joining me on real yeah, estate. This is awesome. Amazing. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, JJ. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.